Slack and Slash Productions presents From the frigid wastes of Canada to the gothic gloom of Barovia, it's Strahdcast. A live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring David Faulkner, Jason Galinsky, and Laird Hiscock. With production management by Gail Bird. And I, Scott Sharplin, will be your Dungeon Master as we play through Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition campaign, The Curse of Strahd. In previous episodes, three time-displaced peasants, Andre, Dragomir, and Ralston, the proto-priest, have found themselves in cursed Barovia, hunted by the agents of the Dark Lord Strahd von Zarovich. In desperation, they have joined forces with the Vistani, a shadowy cabal of traveling performers, who now seek to lay one of their own to rest after a fatal encounter with some very large wolves. Chapter 15, Corpse Holes of Barovia. I'm going to take us to the base of the Ser Falls. There's actually a description I can read. So, talk amongst yourselves. What do you think the description's going to be like? <laughs> I don't know. Is it going to be a prescription or a subscription? You follow the river to the base of a canyon, at the far end of which a great waterfall spills into a pool, billowing forth clouds of cold mist. A great stone bridge spans the canyon nearly 1,000 feet overhead. That's the bridge that you would have taken if the caravan had gone the other way. Uh, That's the bridge that leads to Castle Ravenloft and indeed to Valaki. But you, Ralston, and Dragomir are joining the Vistani in moving some rocks around near the base of the waterfall. It is unpleasant work. You are quickly soaked to the bone from the mists of the waterfall. I cast it rocks uh, around. What's the spell? Sorry, I forgot. It's bolt strength, but it's called something mm-hmm. different now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something to... Boost your strength, or no? I want to boost uh, Rook's strength. Huh. Enhance huh. ability. Interesting. He, he now has um, uh, advantage on strength checks, and he can double his carrying capacity. Holy crap! Yeah. All right. Well, that's an interesting choice. Uh, at first, he doesn't seem to notice. Um, in fact, it's kind of it's Gargosh who kind of has to point out to him that now he's carrying rocks twice the size of what he was before, and. He looks confused, and Gargosh kind of looks past him at Ralston and nods, half nods, impressed by this. Uh, are you also moving rocks, or is Oh, this... yeah, I'm going to try to help, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not quite as helpful as a superpowered rook would be. So. Yes, yeah. yes, he is now the strongest man in Barovia uh, times two. Um, in fact, he probably gets into it a little bit, and uh, maybe starts slinging these rocks around, uh, Make it a splash. Um, 
Yeah, so you can tell that they are working on a particular area that's sort of tucked away in this canyon. Um, it's the kind of place where you'd expect to find like a treasure chest in Breath of the Wild. It's the <laughs> it's the the little almost overlooked dead end beside the waterfall. And uh, once right. they've moved uh, a number of these boulders aside, you can see that there is uh, a depression and a uh, cavity uh, leading down beneath the earth. Uh, this whole time, uh, Zondra has been, um, well, helping a little bit with the rocks, moving them back, but also keeping an eye on Emil's body. And uh, now she, uh, she calls, um, I guess, Falcon over to uh, help carry uh, the corpse. And uh, Gargosh looks over at the two of you, Dragmir and Ralston says, I would ordinarily tell you it was time for you to return to camp, but you have earned the right to see this, I think. If you would like to join us to help set our friend to rest, I could also use some extra eyes I would like to check damage in the catacombs from this earthquake. Leave the way. All right. Uh, so he goes in. Um, he's uh, lighting a torch. Um, then comes uh, the two pallbearers uh, and Rook bringing up the rear. So you can uh, fit yourselves in there wherever you like. At first, it feels like you're just sort of sliding into a natural cave. There's, there's nothing remarkable about it for the first 10 feet or so. Uh, but then it opens up into uh, a chamber that's clearly been shaped, that's been carved out. And it looks like a catacombs that stretches off uh, down beneath the falls, um, 50, 60 feet or more. Uh, it's very low ceilinged, um, and the walls are uh, covered with uh, uh, recesses into which have been set bones. So there's no coffins or sarcophagi or anything. You can see the bones. You can see the remnants of shrouds. Uh, there are uh, carvings above each of the... Um, there's a word I'm looking for here. Uh, Sepulcher? No. Ossuaries? Ossuary. Yeah. Ossuary? Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, the, the recesses, you know, the, the... Corpse holes. The corpse holes. Thank you. That must have been it. Um, yeah, carvings of their names and uh, inscriptions and so forth. And uh, as you move down uh, uh, the, the corridor, Gargosh says, uh, This place was here uh, before uh, the Vistani came. Uh, we do not know who made it. But we do know that when we lay our family to rest here, they are not within the powers of the Dark Lords. You bury your friend in the churchyards, your friend comes back, he is your enemy. You bury your friend at the crossroads, he comes back. Here, they stay dead. This is important to us. Keep it a secret, because I'm guessing it would be important to a great many. Yes, he says, uh, most of Barovians, uh, they have given up hope. But, uh, any part of this land that is hidden from the Dark Lord's eyes, it is in uh, constant danger. 
The Dark Lord does not like secrets kept from him. Um, so as I'm talking to um, uh, Gargosh. Gargosh, I want to cast Detect Magic. I want to see if I can figure out what's going on in this cavern. Keeps that from happening. Okay. Yeah, you can uh, you can detect a, a faint aura of uh, abjuration, protection magic around this place. Um, it's not uh, like it doesn't. Is it like an orb in the middle that's firing out these rays of abjuration or anything? No. In general, yeah. No. Uh, the only thing you can detect after studying for a moment is that it seems to be stronger closer to the the ground. That it gets stronger as you kind of go further down. And indeed, this passageway slopes down a little bit, um, so you can feel it getting stronger. Um, he's talking to uh, Zondra now about uh, what he calls the lower level. Um, but first, they stop near the end of this corridor, and uh, they find a, a recessed corpse hole that's uh, unoccupied, so they can put Emil in it. Uh, the re- Yeah. Is this anything that I would have noticed 500 years ago, however many years ago, in my wanderings? Well, it's a long shot, um, but I suppose there's a possibility. Well, I mean, it'd be an intelligence check of some sort. I guess if you want to make it a nature check, I'd allow that. Okay, I'll go with a nature check then. Yeah, yeah. For a not-so-resounding 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you've you never been here before. You don't know about this place in particular. Um, you've often sensed that there are special places, protected places. Usually they're very much tucked away. Uh, and your understanding of it, as rudimentary as it is, is, is simply that the land itself is... Um, its energies are more concentrated there. So wherever the land kind of uh, brings its energies together, it, it, it creates a sort of shell around it. Um, you, you know the difference between uh, curling up in a cave in a nice warm den protected from the elements or having to sleep out in the open, and it feels like that in a kind of psychic way. You're protected. Okay. That's all. But, yeah, more specifically, you don't know anything about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you lay uh, Emil to rest, uh, and the ritual is uh, somewhat familiar to you, Ralston. Um, It was usually Mother Night uh, in charge of things like burials. Uh, So even if if someone was interred in the churchyard by your church, you know, there'd be a, a priest or a priestess of Mother Night there to help the soul move to the next uh, realm and so forth. Yeah. Uh, are you going to uh, say anything Morning Lordy? No, I was I offered before and then yeah. it seemed like they were interested so that's right. good enough for me. Okay, awesome. Is um, Saffron with us? Mm-hmm. No, Saffron's back at, uh, at base. Uh, and we can cut back there uh, for a moment actually if uh, Andre, if you want to uh, come back into camp with uh, Nadja. Uh, Saffron is there, and Bean, um, Madame Ool is probably around somewhere, uh, so there's a few people you know, uh, they're just doing their thing, they're setting up, uh, their tents. I'm probably going to explain things calmly and rationally by screaming, THE LADY VAMPIRE'S BACK! <laughs> Alright, 
Perfect. You uh, you create a great deal of uh, of panic and confusion. Um, the uh, the Vistani uh, hasten to um, uh, lay out a circle of salt around their wagons. They uh, they feel that's the strongest protection from lady vampires. Uh, they have their weapons out as, uh, as well, of course. But then they are uh, wondering if maybe somebody should go and warn the folks at the burial site. Um, Madame Uhl says, uh, I do not believe that this creature would venture into our sacred grounds, but she may ambush them when they emerge. Well, we have to warn them at the very least. There's no way to get them a, a message. If we, if we can't, if we have to go, we should go. Yeah, none of these Vistani are uh, volunteering to go. Uh, <laughs> they're not. They're not in a great rush to get out of their salt circle. Um, but Nadja uh, is is close to you, and she seems to agree. Uh, she says, uh, "I think that I can help." Um, we were moving through the water before. Uh, we could do the same, and I I, I know a way. The two of us, maybe we can move a bit faster. Um, will Will you let us go? She asks Madame Uhl, uh, who nods. And uh, so she she turns to you, Andre, and she she kind of grabs a hold of your sleeve, and uh, she says, uh, "Will you trust me? Will you come?" Yes, and thank you. All right. Um, so she takes you over to the uh, river. And uh, she says, uh, I am sorry, I, I, I don't know another way to do this. Uh, uh, give me your arm. And when you hold out your arm, uh, she holds hers out beside yours. And her snake, uh, that little gray-red snake that she seems to keep with her, slithers down out of her uh, sleeve and uh, across to you and just jabs its uh, teeth straight into your flesh. Um, I'm probably going to yank my arm back at that point. Certainly. <laughs> um, she says, it is all right. Uh, he, uh, Enath is not um, poison and, uh, unless he wants to be. Um, it is for the spell. Um, so, I mean, let's see if he gets you. Oh, yeah, he rolled a 19. Enath is the best. Um, so he hits you, and his damage is 1d1. So you take one point of damage from this little snake. Okay. Uh, but he also casts, or she casts, Long Strider on you. So now your movement rate is doubled. Ooh. That's 60 feet. Yeah, and then she does the same to herself, uh, using Enath. Again, and that allows you to move uh, just along the shallows as much as you can, sort of in and out of the, wa the water, but hastily along the rocks uh, towards the uh, the falls. Keeping an eye out for vampires, lady vampires, the whole way. Yes, yes, keep a close eye out. Um, no sign of lady vampires. And then uh, back in the crypt, um, Gargosh, having finished uh, the, the ritual, uh, says... Uh, 
someone should check the damage down below. Uh, if the earthquake has um, shifted uh, any of the bones, we should replace them. Um, Zandra, will you go and look? Uh, he hands Zandra the torch. And she uh, heads down into the furthest reaches of the uh, corridor and down a flight of stairs. Uh, nobody's going with her uh, or volunteering to go with her. I um, I normally would, but I'm, I'm feeling like I, yeah. my, my guy needs to just do what he's told. Right, point, right, so. right. Okay. Uh, I'll... Mm, no, that's further into an inn, so no. <laughs> I don't like inn. <laughs> I like the way you think. That's more inn. I want to be less inn. Um, yeah, so uh, you can hear uh, as she's descending the steps, um, and you hear some sloshing, you hear some water, and then she calls up. She says, uh, some flooding. Uh, water must be in from the river here. Uh, it looks a mess. And uh, Gargosh swears. Says, uh, it will take many hours to move all the bones uh, up from that level. I would not do it now. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we go back. We have a meal. Uh, then we can attack it. But uh, before she comes back up, you hear Zandra scream. You hear a scream of pain. And... Uh, she says, ah, get away, get away! Um, something moves around in the water. Uh, you hear something uh, slam down upon something else, like rocks coming together. So I'll get, um, I might as well get everyone to roll for initiative, although Andre's not there yet. And uh, I'll bring you in when we can. Uh, all right. Let's bring this aside. Tell me what you got, folks. Uh, Ralston? 16. Uh, Dragomir? 19. 19, nice. And... Andre? 15. Okay. All right, um, Dragomir, you are able to respond first to this crisis. What would you like to do? Uh, spear out on my way down. Awesome. All right. Um, it is dark. The torch that Zandra took down must have been dropped uh, and extinguished. There is uh, no hint of light down here. After about five, six steps, your foot splashes into water. I'm going to hold and yell out for a light. Okay. Ralston, that's your cue. Reach down and pick up a stone. Mm-hmm. Cast light upon it. Mm-hmm. Throw it down the... Um into the water. Awesome. And I will grab a couple more stones and I'll spend the next couple of rounds preparing light sources for folks if necessary. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so this rock uh, glows brightly as it bounces down the stairs. It bounces past you, Dragomir, and so for a moment, um, as it moves in front of you, uh, you're able to see clearly what's going on. Uh, so about 20 feet away from you uh, and up to uh, submerged up to her waist, you can see Zandra is flailing and fighting against this creature, this large, uh, chitinous mass. Um, you see shifting plates and shells, uh, a massive claw that slices down towards her, and then the, the lit rock drops into the water, 
and uh, its illumination uh, drops away sharply. So you just get this hint of a glimpse of this massive. It it looks like you know if you took three or four lobsters and you put them in a blender, um, it'd be one of those. Andre uh, is splashing along. You have no idea of the danger that your allies are in, but you know that they need to be warned against the vampire. Imagine the Chariots of Fire soundtrack playing. Um, then it is the Vistani's turn, and uh, Zandra is going to try to get away from this thing. She rolls a natural 20. So she pulls herself uh, up to your level, Dragomir. Uh, her legs are a mess. Uh, the claws of this thing have just sliced down to the bone. So she's not really able to walk, but she pulls herself up as best she can uh, and past you. Um, from up above, uh, Gargosh and Rook are standing and they are uh, loading their crossbows, uh, but they can't really see uh, what's going on clearly. And then it's the creature's turn. The creature surges forward and it makes two pincer attacks. One is an attempt to grab Zandra and drag her back into the water, and the other is aimed at you, Dragomir. The one against Zandra is another natural 20. That's two in a row for me. So Zandra is definitely going under. But as for you, it is 13 plus 6, so 19 against you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grippy. All right, uh, this thing's claws are razor sharp. Uh, it gets you on your arm, and again, it just slices through the bone. You take 11 points of damage. Ouch. Okay. Uh, so you can see, again, it's, it's very hard to see details. Um, you can tell that Zandra is being pulled back under. Um, a little bit of illumination reveals that, in addition to these enormous pincers, this creature has some tentacles, and they're now kind of coming out and wrapping themselves around Zandra. So that means that the two pincers are, are free to attack you. Uh, and it's your turn. It's my turn. Mm -hmm. um, well, I already called my shot with the spear. You're going to stab uh, it? Out, so uh, I'm going to attack with the spear. Okay. And the spear. Attack bonus plus four. Twenty. That is including the attack bonus. You hit. Okay. Six. All right. Uh, as far as you can tell, uh, your spear is effective against it. Uh, you uh, jab it in between its plates. And uh, it makes a kind of trilling noise, uh, this low-pitched um, uh, chirrup sound, uh, and uh, pulls back. Ralston, you said that you were going to keep casting light spells. Well, if, if someone like if someone's looking for light, I will provide it. Otherwise, I'll it's get it it's still pretty dark down there, um, but but you that's partly because of what happened. You tossed the rock down, and it just went right under the water. Well, it's not. It's not 
won't be extinguished by water. No, it's not extinguished. It's just still very dim down there. So. Well, I'll throw one down onto the onto the stairs if I can. Then. Sure. And okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get you to make an attack roll then, uh, just so we get uh, accuracy. Rolled at 15 if it's ranged attack. That's mm-hmm. plus two. Mm-hmm. Plus my proficiency is another plus two, I guess. So. Okay. Perfect. All right. So yeah, you, now you aim it, and it uh, lands on the step just below Ralston or below Dragomir, rather. Uh, so now it's still illuminating this uh, creature. You can see it now. It is a giant mutant lobster uh, of some kind. And uh, then it is Andre's turn. He's running. He's running like the wind. His life depends upon it. Well, he's sloshing. Mostly. Yeah. It's really exciting to go this fast. And then it's the Vistani's turn, uh, and they will unleash a couple of uh, bolts at the thing now that they can see it. Thank you, Ralston. But they roll badly. Actually, there's three of them. They roll very badly. So it might come down to Dragomir. But first, the creature attacks again. And like I said, it seems like it's got Zandra by these tentacles. You can see her thrashing, but she seems to be getting weaker as, like, as she's getting closer to it. She's, her, her, her flailings are becoming more feeble. She's screaming, but her screams are kind of becoming slurred. Um, but the pincers lash out at you, Dragomir, and uh, one of them is uh, 17. Yes. Okay, so that one hits. The other one is a miss. Uh, they do, ouch, 14 points. I agree with ouch. And you're grappled this time. It just clamps right down on your waist uh, with the intention of pulling you right into the water as well. So when we come back to you, uh, you have the grappler's dilemma. You can uh, <laughs> make an escape attempt if you wish. Uh Acrobatics or athletics? Acrobatics or athletics. Okay. I know which of the two. But if you want to stay grappled and just keep stabbing, you can do that instead. Mm, No. No. Given... Will I continue taking damage staying grappled? Uh, You don't know. Um, It's a little different for each creature. Hmm. Where... Which one... It's the best chance of no more than eight damage. <laughs> uh, running. <laughs> running. Running is always a good idea, apparently. Um, so I guess I'm going to try to get out. Okay. Athletics. Oh, God. Eight plus four, 12. That is insufficient. I think... I don't know how it works in 5e. The, the the action economy is a little, still a little confusing when it comes to stuff like this. Um, but I'd say that ordinarily, since you can take a, an attack and a move action, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you try again. If you want to take another, make another escape attempt, or you could stab I it do. with your spear. Um, I'm going to try to take another escape attempt. Okay. Which is even worse. Nine. Got any inspiration points? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> if you have the document there. I have, uh, I have Dale's uh, 
dire here. I, I, I might have lost my only inspiration point recently. <laughs> Jason, you are currently sitting on two inspiration points. Ooh. Oh, I'm using one. All right. Oh, 17 plus uh, four. All right, there we go. Yeah, you managed to wriggle out, and uh, you just flop down onto the steps. Uh, you're bleeding profusely. Uh, you don't get a chance to, to move away this turn, but uh, at least you're not being crushed. Ralston, now that you can see, uh, you probably can see uh, how badly off Dragomir is. Um, what would you like to do? All right, I will rush down to my friend, and I'll grab him by the wrist, and I will cast Cure Wounds. At, uh, I'm going to bump it up to a level two. Okay, great. Uh, to get him more health. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I will, next round, I'll try to save the other one. What's your name? Zandra. Zandra. Hang in there, buddy! Seven and seven is fourteen, plus five is... Nineteen points. Nineteen. I feel, I feel almost as good as new. That's Kill this thing, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to uh, outside... Uh, Andre, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running. Uh, Nadja is running alongside you. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to run. It feels good. Um, she notices that you are, uh, Uh you're wounded. She says, uh, I can help you with that. Uh, can, can you? Do we have to slow down? Uh, yes, let's stop for a moment. And, uh, she, uh... She stops and uh, she looks at, I think I described your arm as getting uh, slashed, so uh, she looks at the arm that has the uh, the vampire wound on it. And, and the snake bite. Uh, and she says, no, that's the other arm. Okay. Uh, she says, uh, yes, I've, I've learned how to uh, to heal uh, very basic wounds. Um, she says, I, I, I won't get uh, enough to bite you this time. Uh, it's just a, a little plaster. And she uh, casts Cure Wounds upon you. Uh, so you get six points back. Ooh. No, Ooh, when I heal wounds. I do it all the time. That's you guys why. Are dicks. That's why. I, this is healing the, from an unexpected direction. Definitely. I mean, not- back in the caves, you have another volley of bolts coming down at the lobster beast. And uh, some of them do a little better this time. That one hits. That one does not. Okay, yeah, a couple of them hit, which is uh, good stuff. And and then it's uh, this creature's turn. Uh, It's got a couple of targets now, so it's going to attack Ralston with one pincer and uh, Dragomir with the other. So, Ralston, oh man, it's rolling really well. So, 22 to hit you, Ralston. Yeah, that much I can do about that, buddy. 14 points. Oh, man. And against Dragomir, it's 18 to hit. For oh, yeah. 10 points of damage. Easy come, easy go. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't easy. I had to pray and stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Ralston. 
And it's going to choose uh, Ralston this time to grapple. <clears throat> that means that when we begin the next round, Dragomir, you are unencumbered, uh, but your friend is uh, grappled. And Zandra has basically been sucked back under the water. She's kind of underneath the, the belly of this thing. Um, you can sort of see her faintly thrashing about, but uh, very feebly now. So what would you like to do, Dragomir? I uh, wish that it was something other than a bow that was magic that had been given to me. Since I always <laughs> seem to be in uh, uh, close range. Mm. Well, I guess I will attack it with my aforementioned spear again. Okay. For a 15. 15 is not a hit. Oh. It bounces yeah. off its carapace. Uh, Ralston. Always a good word. Thanks. Am I grappled? Yes. All right, so here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Get on grappled, mm -hmm. dive into the water, mm -hmm. and heal Sandra. Great. Maybe attempt to help her escape. Nice. Uh, like that sounds school. that sounds like a very busy round. Well, aiding another, not, yeah. uh, not yeah. to, you know, no actions really being taken. Yeah. Well, let's start, uh, first things first, you can make an athletics or an acrobatics check. I am both strong. I'm going to do an athletics check. Okay. I'm quite strong. So I rolled a 19, so that's plus 3, so 22. Excellent. You pry the pincers open. I look back at uh, Dragomir as I do it, like, why couldn't you do this? And I dive into the water. <laughs> I'm just a cleric. Great. Was... Okay. Uh, and then you sort of, you said your plan is to sort of aid another for Zandra? Well, my, my, plan, my most important thing is to grab oh. her and lay a heel on her. Oh, that's right, right, one. right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't think anybody's ever tried casting a spell underwater before. That's new to me, too. Oh, my God! Uh, five, seven points of healing. It's, I rolled a two, so plus my five. All right. Okay, uh, you grab a hold of what you think is Zandra and uh, <laughs> heal her. Exactly. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, she seems emboldened by that, and I'll give her a chance to try to escape. Uh, although, actually, no, she can't. Um, you, you've got enough light down here uh, with your submerged uh, light spell that you can see when you heal her, she's just she's not moving. Like, she's alive, but she seems like she's paralyzed. Okay. Um, Andre, you resume running. And now you can see uh, the falls, the waterfall. And Nadja says, uh, it's, it's just over here, I think. Uh, I've been there once before. Uh, so in a round or two, you might be able to join the others. If you're not ambushed by a vampire first. Two of the uh, Vistani fire bolts again. No, one of them fires a bolt and misses. Uh, the other two take some different tactics. Uh, Rook is just going to get down in there. He's Where have you been, to... Rook? Yeah, he's, well, he, he, the main reason for his hesitation is that this is a very tight space, and there's already a bunch of people there, and he's huge. Uh, but he's getting down in there anyway, so he's going to run in, he's going to, uh, make a raged attack, a reckless attack, uh, and roll badly. He has, um, mm -hmm. uh, he has strength, I think it's just it's mm -hmm. a bonus. That's true. Strata helps with attacks. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. 
Oh, also, I'm looking at the wrong person's numbers, so I'm just going to roll that again. Great. Uh, and <laughs> I rolled two this time. That's much better, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, no, he doesn't uh, do any damage. Well, He's still he... still He's... squeezing down into the space. He's another target. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Gargosh uh, drops his crossbow and uh, yanks down his, uh, his shirt and his weird, beastly shoulder starts to hiss and whisper and uh, uh, shriek. And now the creature must make a wisdom save. Which it's... <laughs> rolled an 18. <laughs> oh, it does excellent against this. Uh, oh, man. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> The world is funny. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, it takes a bit of damage anyway. Uh, let's see what it wants to do. It's going to... Um, actually, it's going to start to retreat. Um, it pulls back and and sucks Zandra along with it. And you can still sort of see it half above the water, but it's moving back into the catacombs. So it's, it's now about... Uh, yeah, it's about 30 feet away. Uh, in in the darkness. Um, your turn, Dragomir. Uh, drop the spear and pull the bow. Mm-hmm. Great. And take the shot. Okay. 23. Ah, very good. Uh, for 10 damage. Nice. You now know enough about this thing's anatomy. You've been able to study it, so you know where to aim. You get it right uh, between its eye stalks, and uh, it uh, shrieks in pain. Uh, Ralston, you're in the water. Yeah, I'm going to rise up out of the water, mm-hmm. holding my flanged mace. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to clobber this lobster. Clearly. I'm also, as a bonus action, going to cast Spiritual Weapon and clob it. Uh, so it says here in the description of spiritual weapon, mm-hmm. the weapon can take whatever form I choose. Yeah. I choose lobster claw crackers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that a bonus action? That's what it says. Huh. It says, um, Bizarre. Time, one bonus action. Alright. So I'm blue and the lobster claw cracker is red. I rolled a 15 plus my 5 is a 20 to hit. Hits. And this thing rolled a 12 plus my same thing, which is a 17 to hit. Hits! Hooray! So I do, with my mace, a d6 plus my strength. I rolled a 2, so that's 5 points of damage. And this uh, lobster claw cracker wraps around its neck and does (laughs) 1d8 plus my ranged, or my spell ability. Okay. uh, Which is 5. And I rolled a 7. So that does 12 points of damage. Nice! I guess a lobster cracker is exactly what you need for a situation like this. Precious tail meat. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing you grew up uh, close to the water. Yeah, that's right. You know what to do. Uh, lovely. All right. Well, yeah. Now it's starting to ooze this kind of bluish black ichor into the water. Uh, it's thrashing around a little bit. Uh, you can see some signs of Zondra, uh, but uh, she's been under the water for a while. It's uh, it's not a great situation for her. Andre, you can at least get into the catacombs uh, this round. You you descend uh, swiftly because you're still moving super fast, 
and you can see uh, a long corridor that stretches out into the relative darkness. There's a bit of a glow at the far end, about uh, about 60 feet away from you, and you can hear some things at the end, and there's like, oh god, oh, it's retreating, oh, oh I got lobster cracker, good stuff! Um, there's a fight going on. If I could run any faster, I would. Um, and does Nadja look like she under- uh, has heard too? Yeah, she's right beside you. Yeah, I think this round you're you're probably just going to be able to 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 close in, right? To uh, mm-hmm. to join the fight, but you can decide do you want to come up to the top of the stairs and stop there, or are you just going to barrel straight down into the darkness? Uh, it is darkness, so I can't actually see what's happening down it's, there. It's uh, no, I shouldn't say darkness. There's there's a couple of light spells going on into the unknown. I would say. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, for all I know, there's a lady vampire down there. So I'm going to barrel straight down. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, all right. So you. Uh, Brilliant is not in character for me. Yeah. You race past Gargosh and uh, down the steps. You pretty much kind of slam into the back of Rook, uh, who is taking up most of the space in this corridor. Um, so it's uh, it's the Vistani's turn. Uh, Rook is going to, uh, try to smash this thing with its hammer. Uh, man, they are rolling so bad. Maybe Gargosh will... Gargosh is going to use his Inspire ability. He's, uh... Going to bard it up? Yeah, he's going to bard it up. So everybody gets a one mm-hmm. d- a plus. They can roll a d6. They can add a d6 to their attack roll. Cool. Okay. You just hit it twice. In the face. In the face. With a lobster. It must be insulted to Bejesus about that lobster cracker. <laughs> like, that must... His family must be avenged with that. Yeah. All right. It's going to take one swipe at you. Yeah. Pincer style. It rolls a natural one. Uh, embarrassed, yeah. it uh, it sinks into the deep. But it's still got Zondra with it. And your hunch, from what you saw, is that it had some kind of poison... She looked like she was paralyzed, immobilized. She's probably drowning down there. At this point, I mean, following it further into the darkness could be suicide. It's not looking great. But it's Dragomir's turn first. Dragomir, you probably... You could you could try another arrow attack, but I'd say at disadvantage at this point, because it's... In the, in the gloom. In the gloom, underwater, uh, almost I've already range. dropped my spear, so I can't use that. I, uh... Grapevine trimmer, not so much. So, at disadvantage. Yeah. Well, the first one was a 17. Mmm, that's a good roll. The seven, second one was a 2. That's not a good roll. No. No. So your arrow splashes ineffectively into the dark. Ralston? Well, I'm not going to let that girl get drowned down here. Yeah. Um, my first instinct is, can I see the lobster at all with the light source that's in the water? Can I even see, like, a silhouette of its claw or anything? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to blast it with a guiding bolt. Okay. So I fire a ray of light towards this. Yeah. Um, it, it'll take some damage if I hit it, mm-hmm. and it also lights it up like a Christmas tree. Um, that's my plan so far. Nice. So let's find a hit. I don't think water would prevent it, would it? What type of damage is it? Uh, radiant. No. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so I rolled a 12 plus my... Oh, that's 17. Okay. For a touch attack. Yeah. 
Alright, so it takes 4d6 radiant damage. Cool. Very nice. So for a moment, this sub-subterranean chamber is lit up with daylight. Uh, you suddenly get a sense of it, and it's, it's quite awe-inspiring. I mean, it's suffered from the earthquake, um, but there's these vaulted ceilings and rows and rows and rows of corpse holes. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's kind of a, a, an ancient grandeur to this place. Um, but more importantly, you just blasted this thing, and uh, it's now writhing around, and also glowing, I think, yeah? Yeah, well, it's, um, until the next turn, anything that tries to hit it gets advantage, mm -hmm. uh, because it's glowing. All right, well, and that brings us conveniently over to Andre. I think Andre's going to have a little difficulty understanding what's going on when he finally sees this, mm. and there's nothing within striking distance, is there? This weird well, lobster thing has just retreated. Well, uh, it has retreated about 30 feet away, but you are still under the influence of a super speedy snake bite. That is an excellent point. Yeah, so despite the difficult terrain between you and it, you could probably get in there and smash it if you really wanted to. My friends look like they're in dire straits. Ah, uh, as dire as usual. Oh, that's fine then. Okay, great. Um... I'm going to go and kill a lobster thing that I've just met. <laughs> Great. You charge into the water. You can attack with advantage. Ooh. Well, I rolled well. Well, I, I didn't roll well the second time, but that's, that's okay. Um, that would be a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. <gasps> and I roll max damage. Tell me about it. Um, well, uh, what it means is I do 16 points. Right on. All right. Clearly, uh, Andre was the, uh, the missing element in this fight. Uh, charging in uh, to the water, he smashes it with his hammer, which is really how I've always felt you should approach lobster uh, with a big hammer. Yeah, you crack its uh, its carapace, and uh, it's it's not dead. It's still thrashing around quite uh, impressively, uh, but it does release Zandra, which is nice. She floats up towards the surface. Um, of the Vistani, I think the ones who are up at the top of the stairs probably aren't in range anymore. They can't see it at all. So the only one that gets a chance to attack it is Rook. And Rook is going to uh, attack yeah, with advantage. He gets 15, 20. Yep, he hits. Hey! So he's useful. And you cast that strength spell on him, didn't you? Yeah, I gave him an advantage on strength checks. Or Six, strength seven, rolls. I'm not sure if that helps or not. Nine, ten. Well, it must affect his damage if he's doing a does melee it, attack, it you think? It doesn't increase his strength. Like no, I, no, weird. All right. Well, it's still a, a pretty solid blow. It uh, doesn't quite destroy this thing. Um, but uh, it is... On the ropes. Um, and it pulls back even further, and now it's out of almost everyone's range. Uh, the only person who might be able to strike it is Dragomir. Arrows uh, having such a long range, but, uh, well, it's in the dark, which gives you a disadvantage, but Guiding okay. Bolt okay. counteracts that. 
So there's neither advantage nor disadvantage. It's a normal attack roll. Let's see if you can hit it. Seventeen. That's a hit. Hey. Oh, and my damage. I need four or Six. more. Six. There you go. All right. Yeah, so your arrow streaks off into the darkness, and uh, with one last squeal, uh, the creature uh, falls silent and motionless. It uh, drifts back towards you. Um, I'm going to uh, quickly, as fast as I can, I'm going to grab Zandra and make sure she's right side up so she's mm-hmm. not still face down. Yeah. And drag her towards the stairs. Sure, sure. Yeah, some resuscitation will be necessary. I can still cast a she's, cell she's, that yeah, you. she's in a very bad state. Uh, her legs have been really badly mauled, uh, but you're able to uh, pull her back from the brink. 11 points. And she Lovely. Lovely. Great, great. And Rook uh, wades out and uh, hauls this creature back, uh, pulls it up the stairs uh, almost single-handedly uh, so you can have lobster for supper. That's right, that's right. Uh, what are you doing here, Andre? <laughs> <laughs> There's something very important I have to tell you. Is it about the, the lobster? Because we took care of that. The, no! The vampire lady is back! Well, now I'm out of spells, so... <laughs> I cast Cure Light Wounds on myself. <laughs> Y'all better cast Cure Light Wounds on yourselves for the rest of this adventure. This is supposed to be sacred Vistani ground with a deadly lobster thing in it? That's part of the, the test of the Vistani is that when you die, you're guided by this lobster spirit to the other side. You weren't here for that. It was a big thing. You just killed a sacred spirit? Yeah, well, it's part of the ritual. <laughs> you weren't supposed to hit it with your hammer. When you did, you stopped Zandra from making it to the other side, so... Gargar says, uh, The words of your friend Ralston are nonsense, of course. <laughs> you have, in fact, saved one of our kin from a terrible fate. That creature does not belong here. It must have slipped in uh, when the earthquake disrupted our sacred space. It uh, will take some time to restore it, but for now I think we should return to the camp, protect ourselves against the creature that you mention, Andre. Now you are back at the camp, uh, which is by the Serre Pool uh, along the Serre River, and you discover that the Valaki uh, follow up their burials with a good old-fashioned wake. So the rest of the day, there is booze and music and dancing, and you are encouraged to get involved passing you bottles and inviting you to dance. So, my two questions for you would be, how do you respond to this sudden burst of merriment? And more specifically, how drunk are you going to get? I'm still waiting for uh, someone to jump me and and, and steal my hammer, so uh, I'm probably not going to get very drunk. But I think I am going to take advantage of the opportunity to socialize a bit with Nadia, who uh, has said more words to me in the last 24 hours than in the last however long since we've known her. Okay. 
So you're going to stick fairly close to Naja, but even closer to your hammer, and you're going to politely refuse offers of drink. I'm going to have a drink. I'm okay. not going to get rip-roaring drunk. Gotcha. All right. Then what about the rest of you? Dragomir? Either rip or roaring, not both. Okay. Um, and, uh, but yeah, dancing it up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Go, uh, being with, being with the group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, you let your guard down a little bit. Sinister laugh. Uh, Ralston. I will nurse drinks. I'm curious, I want to learn more about these folks, and I think their drunken state will let me see their natural element a little better. Sure. Uh, but... I will also maybe get a little buzz on, because, mm-hmm. you know, okay. it's been, what, a whole day since I got drunk? <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> All right, uh, that sounds great. Uh, are you looking for anything in particular, or are you focused on anyone in particular? Yeah, I have um, I have a deep-seated curiosity with that red-headed woman with the braid, the, the contortionist. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she's still shitty to us, even though we've been awesome. Uh, that would be Saffron. Yeah. And, yep, she has, uh, well, especially shitty to Dragomir. She, uh, after trying to steal Andre's hammer, she then stabbed Dragomir. Yeah. But Dragomir punched her, so that all works out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, she's hot, Mm. and I'm a young, you know, studly young man. A studly young priest. Yeah. Right, right. Day Daddy has nothing in his books about... Celibacy. Don't yeah. give me that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. We're encouraged to spread the milk of human kindness in my religion. That is terrific. Terrific news. Lots of milk. All right. Um, so you can imagine the uh, music playing, and I would like Dragomir to make a constitution save, and Ralston, you can make one with advantage. 13. Okay. So on one I got a 17, on the other one I got a 5, so 17. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're careful about how much you drink. You do not suffer any effects, um, despite discovering that the uh, the booze they serve is pretty strong. Nice. Um, Dragomir, you're uh, oh, not as accustomed remember. to the, uh, the effects of alcohol, probably, uh, because you probably didn't drink it a lot when you were raised by wolves, I assume. Probably not. Making up for lost time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you uh, you do get drunk. Um, it's not going to last very long, um, but for a few hours at least, you have disadvantage on your attack rolls and your ability checks. Okay. Andre, uh, you find that uh, Naja is uh, a little more close-lipped when she's around all the other Vistani. It seems like she withdraws a little bit. Um, so unless you have specific things you want to ask her or talk about with her, uh, it probably ends up being a, a fairly awkward evening of the two of you sitting you know, together on a bench or on a couple of stumps, uh, just kind of looking at your hands. Um, you wanna you wanna try something out on me and and see how it goes? Sure. Uh, first of all, I'll check if she has a drink. Uh, she is not drinking. Uh, I'll offer her mine. She says, uh, "Thank you. Uh, you are kind. I uh, I prefer to uh, to keep my wits about me when we are traveling." Yeah, I understand that. Um, that uh, that encounter we had was uh, really scary. 
Does that happen often on the road? Uh, there are many dark things in the woods, in the mountains, but I think that uh, was particular to you. Um, I, I don't mean that you caused it, but I mean that uh, she was after your your mall. Uh, uh, she is maybe tracking us now. Uh, she will try again. Yeah. Uh, it is not your fault. If you had not been in the cave, uh, I would have taken all the treasures back myself and uh, then she would be after me. <laughs> Maybe you did me a favor. <laughs> um, Maybe, if we can be the distraction you need. Um, it is better I... than you have it, I think. Oh, why were you in that cave, by the way? Were you sent to, to find something, or did you just stumble over it? Or I was looking. Uh, Madame Ool, uh, she knows things. She read in her cards there was uh, something nearby, um, something from uh, a long time before, uh, something that maybe could uh, protect us uh, from the Dark Lords. Um, I thought maybe uh, it was something from the time of Argenvost, and uh, I was not expecting to find uh, living people from that time. The roads of fate are very strange. Well, it sounds like uh, you and Madame Ool were right. The, uh, we certainly didn't expect to be in that cave for that long either. But the treasure, as you found it, it was from Argenvost, no? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Madame Ull says, and that's what the coins seem to suggest. Uh, and I don't know who put us to sleep, but we heard a voice t saying that we would sleep until it knew our hearts better. I don't know who that was, but uh, if this is a treasure of that dragon, uh, it's possible it carries enchantments. Yes. I don't know much about magic. She says, I have only heard one other person say those words. Mm -hmm. Blink. It is uh, Ringmaster Blink. Has he spoken to you yet? Uh... I apologize. Has he spoken to me yet? <laughs> no, he interviewed Ralston last time, but not you. Right. <laughs> the only one that matters. He only talked to the, the leader of the group. I don't think I have. No. Uh, he he starts by speaking to the least important guests, <laughs> and then he works his way up. I'm sure he will call on you soon. <laughs> that sounds ominous, but uh, okay. <laughs> Now, now the big question is who goes next? That's <laughs> that's going to keep this group divided for months. <laughs> yes, because status is very, very important. important. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, does uh, uh, Madame Ool uh, clearly knows a great deal about this land, its history, and some of its uh, arcane secrets? Does the Ringmaster have knowledge that would be helpful as well? Oh. I, I'm sure he does, but uh, he is very secretive. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, you will not see his face. So it, can, I, can I ask for an audience with him, or do you wait for him to come to you? He, he will ask. He will ask to see you, I'm sure, uh, before we reach Falaki, or, or, or maybe soon after. If you stay with us, I mean, he, he will want to speak with you. Uh, 
perhaps then you can ask him if he knows anything about uh, that treasure, that cave, uh, or the voice that you heard. If anyone knew, it would be him. Thank you. I, 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 I will do everything I can to do that. I want to say uh, I, I really appreciate the risks you took helping me yesterday. Uh, sorry, is it yesterday by now? <laughs> no, no, it was just a few hours ago. A few hours ago, sorry. A few hours ago. Um, my heart still hasn't, still hasn't quite settled over that. Um, we, I know that we are part of this caravan, and to some extent we are all bound to protect one another, but still I feel like without you, I probably would not have survived. You uh, you can't you can't really tell if Nadja is blushing. Uh, the, uh, the the disfiguration uh, of her face makes it hard to tell, but uh, her her manner her her posture certainly suggests that she is humbled and uh, grateful uh, for what you say. Um, she huddles down and uh, murmurs something to her little snake. Um, Meanwhile, uh, we have uh, Dragomir uh, getting drunk and uh, dancing away. And I'm going to uh, roll to determine randomly who you end up uh, bumping up against in uh, the dance. So we'll say that uh, one is Saffron and two is Zondra and three is Gargosh, and four is Rook. And it's Gargosh, who I certainly imagine, like all bards, is pansexual and uh, is, uh, is very happy to, uh, to get to know you better. Um, this is not uh, to say that he's going to seduce you necessarily uh, but uh, as the drink uh, flows and the uh, the music plays uh, you certainly get some strong vibes uh, coming from his more attractive head no no issues with that it's when when one is part of the pack what like everything from playing and nipping and backstabbing and <laughs> all of that <laughs> assuming the position uh, <laughs> <laughs> that went quick. It <laughs> happened immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been 500 years, boys. Uh, <laughs> it must be a little lonely. Uh, okay, okay. So uh, you're not uh, put off by that. That's good to know. Um, we'll uh, we'll see how that evolves. Um, and Ralston, you said you wanted to uh, to talk to Saffron? No, or? just um, I have no interest in speaking to anyone unless I'm spoken to. Oh, okay. Uh, but I would just like to keep my eye on um, Saffron. I mean, general awareness would be nice, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm just curious what... I have no concept of what her motives are or what she's like other than she wants to steal our right. stuff. Right, uh, And stab us when we're not looking. Um, essentially, she's going to make an insight check to see if she notices that you're observing her. My saving throws, I do have advantage on charisma saving throws. Does that help? Uh, no, it's no. not a saving throw. It's a check. Well, I, I, know, I, I assume no. you're trying to be at least a little bit discreet. Deceptive, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah, I have no bonus to charisma. I rolled a 17. Okay. 
uh, and she rolled an 18. Um, you, uh, you, uh, you kind of keep an eye on her and, you know, she's socializing, um, she's drinking, she dances a little bit. She doesn't seem like she's having a great time, but then right. she never really smiles, so, uh, you can't tell for sure. And then, and then you lose track of her in the crowd, uh, and the next thing you know, uh, she's standing behind you. Okay. But, uh, Is she, like... You you hear the you hear the rattle of the chains that she uh, she always has around right, her. Right, so she's not trying to sneak up on me or anything no. deceptive. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't tell. Okay. Um, you hear her approach. All right, so. I will look back behind me and mm-hmm. I'll say Saffron. Ralston, she says, you have a wandering eye. Well, I mean, you're the best looking thing here. So I gesture to an empty spot next to me. That may be so, she says. She does not sit down. When a man likes a girl, it is customary to give her a token of appreciation. Perhaps customary among the Vistani. You have nothing to offer? Oh, I am excellent company. <laughs> she she does come closer, uh, and... Uh, I don't know. She sits. She, she won't sit down on the bench, but yeah, she'll fair she'll uh, sort of crouch down beside you, and she says, uh, "I know a thing or two about you, about what you have. I think if the others here knew, they might not want you to stay." Well, um, do I know what she's referring to? I'll be pretty blunt then. I'll mm-hmm. say, um. Honestly, Saffron, I genuinely don't know what you mean. She says, It was fortunate, I suppose, that Bean uh, happened to stumble and place a hand upon your bag. It was not deliberate, but he did see its contents in his mind. He saw books several books that contain very dark matter. Now you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Um, is it my ink? Well, because that disturbs me as well, and I understand. No, she says. Books of summoning. Books of binding. Right. Those are the books I, I liberated from... Where were we, Scott? Death. Sorry, please refresh my memory. Death House. Death, Death House. House. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes, the manuscripts that I liberated from Death House back in Barovia. I have yet to go through them. She says, that is one possible defense, but it does not sound likely. What sounds more likely to me is that you are posing as a priest. But your magic comes from a different source. Hmm. An interesting theory. Um, Have you ever seen uh, magic that could heal folks come from a source other than the divine? I have not. It does not matter what I have seen. It only matters what they would think. Hmm. I don't want to stir up trouble... I won't mention these books to Gargosh. I would certainly never dream of telling Ringmaster Blink that we had 
a diabolist amongst us. But a favor would help me to forget. I see. I'm getting blackmailed. Uh, well, Saffron, two things I'll note. Uh, one of which is I've already met with Ringmaster Blink and he has seen my heart. And the second thing, and I'll reach into my bag and I'll take mm. the two books mm. and I'll throw them in the fireplace or into the earth. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Into, into the, the, the main bonfire. Yeah. 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 Whatever's nearby there. Yeah. I'm okay. Sure. There. Now we have nothing to worry about. You see how now we owe nothing to each other. All right. She straightens up. You can see her affront, uh, her incredulity. Um, she struggles to come up with some response to this. And... Before you uh, you storm off, I feel like it would be in our best interest to get to know each other better so that we can feel more comfortable working side by side. Um, if you can't do that, I understand, but you'll probably be in for some difficulties. She says, My act does not require any other performers. I work alone. Hmm. And she stalks off. Still don't understand her motives at all. So the, uh, the evening draws closer, and you uh, see the party begin to wind down. Uh, the Vistani, who have uh, gotten the most inebriated, uh, retire fairly early to their wagons. Um, Gargosh will invite Dragonair to his. How far into the cups am I by this point? Uh, you can decide. I'd say the wake has been going on for four or five hours. Um, so you have the chance to be good and smashed. Um, or, like I said, since you were only... Uh, inebriated for that length of time, you might be sobering up at this point and uh, thinking better of it. I'm not. I'm not going to um, force any of my players into uh, intimate encounters uh, based on their state of drunkenness. That's that is not woke. <laughs> Consent is key. Consent is key. Um, Andre. Could you hold on to my bow? Sure. Thanks. I'm going to watch him very curiously <laughs> at this point. Yeah, you see uh, you see him go over to uh, Gargosh's wagon. You see Gargosh hold the door open for Dragomir. As Gargosh is stepping in, he sort of twists around. And Andre, you catch a glimpse of the shoulder monster, uh, and it winks at you just before he closes the door. Nadja sitting beside you says, I never get used to that. <laughs> Has anyone figured out what the fuck? What's up with the shoulder face? I, I, I directly so, asked him one time. That was the very first question. Yeah, what's with the shoulder face? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna ask Nadja, should I be worried about for my friend? Oh, she says, I, I don't think so. Um, Gargosh is, uh, he claims to be very gentle, um, especially with those who are uh, inexperienced. Is your friend inexperienced? I, I, I don't know, and I don't want to know. 
Well. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for asking. <laughs> he says, yes, uh, there are many things that we do not need to ask about. So I'm going to uh, assume that uh, Dragomir is not available to be on watch uh, when night falls. Um, Ralston and Andre are reasonably sober, so you could volunteer to take watches. Yeah, I think uh, that's only fair since I abstained from alcohol. Along with, yeah, yeah, just a handful of others. Okay. Uh, and you, Andre, are you, uh, you good to stay up uh, for part of the night? Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. So I will put uh, Ralston on third and Andre on second watch. And that means that, Andre, you are watching with Bean, the surly little person. Oh, great. Mm. Um, he is... Uh, he is sour company, uh, as usual. Um, he, he isn't nice and lit. Uh, he, he did get pretty drunk, uh, uh, yes, um, you would assume, for his, uh, his body mass. It's not hard for him to get, uh, get drunk. Um, but around the time that Andre's taking the watch, uh, he comes out of his uh, wagon, um, sort of holding his head a little bit unsteady, um, plops down beside you and uh, asks if you've got any water or maybe a cheroot i probably got a flask and i probably refilled it recently mm -hmm. uh oh i should say that uh, prior to uh to nightfall the uh, vistani put another ring of salt around their encampment and uh the mists come in thick and heavy in, in the night but um they don't... Well, no, they, they, they probably do cross the line, and uh, you see them kind of flickering around the wagons and around your ankles. Um, Bean looks down kind of uh, distastefully, and he says, uh, Looks like the Lord's still searching for you. You've got your fetish, I take it? Yeah. <laughs> Hold it close to your heart, he says. That's the only thing we know <laughs> will throw off the scent. Yeah, well, one of his agents apparently already knows where we are, though, and doesn't need scent. Hmm, I heard about that. Seems that uh, that vampire from the town is uh, still keen on getting your weapons. I'm presumably following us the whole way. I wonder, have you inquired between yourself and your soul? Is it worth it? Oh, long pause. He's, he's doing it right now. He's having the soul chat now. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. But one thing I do know is that uh, this agent of Strahd uh, seems like the worst person in the world to give a powerful artifact to. I still don't know what to think about this Barovia we've woken up to. So you're holding on to it so that she doesn't get it because... Oh, now I see. You're a motherfucking hero. <laughs> Protect the land, yeah. 
We don't want these devils to have these mighty weapons. God knows what they could do with them. That's it, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> no, no. It's very noble. And coming from where you come from, I can see it. Of course, the little hero. He wants to protect everyone. <laughs> protect them from what is the question? Look around you. Look at the mists. He's everywhere. What do you suggest? Entirely up to you, my little friend. I say, uh, do what you can to protect your skin. Uh, that's what uh, I would advise, but uh, I just don't care enough about ye and your friends to, uh, to go out on much of a limb for you. Oh, thank you. I will say this, uh, if your uh, stubborn uh, need to hang on to your booty ends up getting my friends killed, well, then I'd turn you over to the Dark Lord himself, but I'm sure it won't come to that. What loyalty do you have to this caravan? <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. We're Vistani. No, I'm not. We're family. You're tagging along for the ride. You're not literally family, are you? What do you mean? Well, I doubt that any two Vistani had sex and made you. Ha! <laughs> no, no, I crawled out from under a rock. <laughs> Very good fucking guess. <laughs> anyway, what ugly shit heels made you? Where's your family at, hmm? I reckon they're all dead. They are all dead. Thank you. In that case, you should know. You make family where you can find it. No sense in moping around for those who are dead. The more you think of them, the more risk there is they'll come back. Look, for the moment, I am here because... Those in charge of this caravan have extended their hospitality, and I have just lived through some of the protection that that offers, and I am extremely grateful. Whether you care about us or not, uh, we are here for your protection too. I will do everything that I can to protect the Vistani the way I would protect my friends. You shared your heart, I've shared mine. I don't expect anything in return. I just want you to know. You notice that by the end of your speech, he's no longer paying attention to you. Uh, his gaze has drifted upwards, and now you see him kind of squinting up into the sky. And he says, You know, my little friend, I think you might get the chance very soon to show that. Very high up in the sky above you, you can see some lights. Um, they're very faint through the mist. Uh, in fact, I guess the fact that they're so far away and the mist is so thick suggests that they're quite bright. Um, but they're, they're glowing red, and it looks like maybe a dozen of them. Um, at 
least half a dozen. It's it's hard to make out specifically, but they seem to be kind of moving in a slow line high above you. Do we wake the camp? He says, I think we should wake the camp. Thanks for listening. Strawcast is produced by Slack and Slash Productions out of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, also known as Unamagi, the unceded and ancestral territory of the Mi'kmaq people. It's based on The Curse of Strahd Revamped, published by Wizards of the Coast, as well as The Curse of Strahd Legendary Edition, published by Beetle and Grimms. But the participants are not affiliated with either company, and we do not seek to profit off this podcast. You can get in touch with us and find more of our podcasts at slackandslashpod.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, you name it. Be sure to leave a review if you like what we do. Until next time, be brave and shine bright. <laughs> <laughs>